0: like i said we're going to be in genesis chapter 43 and we we left off at about verse 11 on sunday but getting up to this point uh you know obviously we're in the the seven years of famine uh joseph had warned um or that god had warned the pharaoh about and joseph had interpreted the dreams that pharaoh had uh, that God had given him through a, as a warning <clears throat> and they had prepared for it they had you know, had seven years of plenty and they stocked away your know, the food and and as we've read already back in chapter 42 that the famine was widespread it wasn't just there in Egypt it was out in in other areas and uh, hence it's in Canaan as well, which is why we have what we have going on here. And, uh, in the Jacob had already sent his ten, 10, of his sons, you know, obviously Joseph is already down there. They don't really know that Joseph is down there and still alive in the second command, but in Benjamin, they would not let go. And in the first, uh, uh in in chapter 42 there we had the uh 10 brothers going down to Egypt and and Jacob giving them not Jacob Joseph giving them a really hard time and ended up uh putting Simeon in prison and told the other nine brothers to go on back home and that they would not see his face unless Benjamin came back with them uh keeping in mind that these other 10 brothers did not know that this was Joseph that they were speaking to, uh, you know, their their little brother, but <clears throat> but Joseph didn't know it was them, obviously. So, ultimately, here in verse in chapter forty three, uh, the beginning part of this, we have it's time for them to need to go back down to Egypt to get more grain. We talked about on Sunday, you know, the the Jacob and his family here. <coughs> We read of nothing about them having uh, knowledge of this uh, of this famine coming, therefore they would not have stocked away any any food, and they have no knowledge of how long this famine is going to last, um, not until later on when Joseph is talking to uh, them and telling them you know how long it's going to last, but that's for another day. but anyhow. So we have, we have time for them to be going, going back. And ultimately, when Jacob tells his, you know, his ten sons there to go on back, well, I guess the nine, nine sons, because he wasn't talking to Benjamin to begin with, because Judah speaks up and says, we're not going to go back unless you know, Benjamin's with us because of what this, this man in Egypt had told us. <clears throat> and so we're not going to go unless we do that. And that's basically what we've we've come up to there uh, down through verse 10. Uh, also made mention of it on Sunday there in verse 10 where it talks about how that if we had not had lingered, we'd had already been back the second time. So um, they have really kind of pushed the envelope, trying to stretch out the grain as far as they can go to um, because they did not want Or Jacob did not want to send his sons down into Egypt again, especially Benjamin. But uh, they pretty much, as we'll see here in just a moment, have convinced him to. But any thoughts or comments, though, before we pick up there in verse 11? All right. Well, starting in verse 11, it says, And their father, uh, Israel, said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best fruits of the land in your vessels, And carried down a present for the man, a little balm and a little honey, spices, myrrh, pistachio nuts, there we go, and almonds. Take double money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouth of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take your brother also and arise and go to the man. But anyhow, so... Like I said, Jacob had ultimately uh, uh, been convinced or, or they had, and I don't know if Jacob was really thinking that he was going to be able to get away with sending just the nine down or not. I think it was just more or less he really didn't want to. But Judah and the other brothers stood up and said, I'm not going. I'm not going. And like, like we talked about on Sunday, um, Judah speaking to, to Jacob, in verse 8 there, basically turns it around on him and says, look, if we don't go, we're all going to die anyhow, regardless of whether or not you want, to, you want Benjamin to die or not. If he does not come with us, because we're not going down there unless he comes with us, we're all going to die from starvation. So you're, he, was, he was pretty much backed into a corner and says, all right, well, I've got to let him go. And so in verse 11, what does he tell him to do? You know, well, if, if you're going to go, what are you going to do? Take all this stuff with you? Take them a present? Absolutely. Absolutely. He wants to make sure that that there is, we're doing everything in our power to make them happy. You know, even take the money back that we, that they sent back with us, you know, maybe it was an oversight, maybe they just forgot to pull it out, whatever the case may be. Yes. Yes. They sent double amount. That's what I'm saying. They they sent that money back to them uh, so that, so that. You say, look, this money was in our sacks when we, when we got back home, so here it is, and, and you know, here's money for more stuff. Uh, so, and, and just a side note on this, though, it's not that he was not worried about the other brothers because he even makes mention, hopefully he'll send, you know, not only will you be able to bring Benjamin back, but you're going to be able to bring uh, Simeon back as well because he's down there in prison at this time. And I can't find it for some reason, and I don't think I've read it yet. So just keep that in your minds. We'll we'll get there when we get there. But, well, just to keep going, let's look at verse 14 here. Verse 14 says, And may God Almighty give you mercy before the man, here it is, that, <laughs> that he may release your other brother and Benjamin. If I am bereaved, I am bereaved. Is that what you was pointing out there uh, as far as the other brother? All right, thank you. Uh, I was thinking more of the if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. But you, know, he shows care to the other sons as well. Obviously, he's he's more concerned over Benjamin. It's his favorite son. That's no secret whatsoever. Uh, just as Joseph was his favorite son as well, <clears throat> and it all boils down because he loved Rachel more than any of the others. And you know, but aside from all of that. He does care for the other brothers is what I'm saying. And in verse 14, I found it very interesting because here we have here we have him turning to God and saying, look, you know, we'll, we'll just put it in God's hand and, and may he have mercy on, on your travel and have good travels and that everything goes well and that everybody's released and y'all can all come back home. And the aspect there is, as far as if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. It makes me think that, you know, here he is, and in, in especially when he's talking about, you know, may God Almighty have mercy before you. He's putting all of his trust in God because there's nothing that he can do. There's no more that he can do. He's done what he can as far as getting you know, a gift ready for him, taking double the amount of money down there, um, uh, So he's putting it all in God's hands, and he says, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. You know, if if none of you come back, none of you come back. If one of you comes back, one of you comes back. Obviously, that's not what he wants, but that's all that he can do. Any thoughts or comments? So I feel like I'm preaching up here, and I'm sorry for that. I'll try to get some more interaction there. All right, well, let's look at the next set. Starting in verse 15, we're going to go down to verse 21. It says, so the men took... So the men took that present and Benjamin, and they took double, the mo- double money in their, their hand and arose and went down to Egypt, and they stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Take these men to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready, for these men will dine with me at noon. Then the man did as Joseph ordered, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house, and they said, It is because of the money which was returned in our sacks the first time that we are brought in, so that he he may he may make a case against us and seize us seize us to take us as slaves with our donkeys. When they drew near to the steward of, the, of Joseph's house, they talked with him at the door of the house and said, Oh, sir, if we indeed came down the first time to buy food, or when we indeed, came to, we indeed came down the first time to buy food, but it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks and there each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money was in full weight, so we have brought it back in our hand. All right. So they take Benjamin. They get down there, and, and in my head, it's almost like they're they're standing in line to go see Joseph in a sense, because you know, this is while they're waiting uh, to see Joseph, Joseph looks out and sees Benjamin, and I, I can just imagine. Joseph sitting there, and and he he looks out, and he sees his brothers, and he sees his youngest brother, and boy, it just excites him, you know, because here it is, his his own flesh and blood, his his younger brother that's that's come back, or that's come to see him, in a sense. Not that he knew that it was him, but here he is. And so he he turns to to his servant of the house and says, hey, I want you to go make a meal. I want you to take him there. But boy, I can feel the queasiness of the brothers, too, though, You know, because they, they don't know what in the world is happening. They just know, oh, man, we were being ripped out of line and taken over here to this guy's house. And, uh, and, and I also find it interesting because it, it's, it, it's like it bugged them so bad that as they were getting to the house, they, they pulled the man to the side and says, hey, look, man, this money was in our sacks. Here you go. You know we brought it back and we want to buy more you know we brought more money as well uh, they just wanted to clear their conscience like you know I, I don't I don't want to get in trouble you know I want to, I want to go back home and uh and, and and so they they have that going on but there's something interesting here in between uh, when you think about Joseph and he just turned into his servant and asking him to go do this and and I don't know why but it just stood out in my mind tremendously when thinking back in Joseph's life. Uh, in, in, did anybody else see it? I mean, it's not so much of anything of, of true importance here. It's just uh, a thought process of how things have changed for Joseph. Exactly. This, this, in my head, I see Joseph turning to him, his younger self. You know, here we have the steward of his house. there with him, and he says, hey, go do this. And he went and did it to where when he was with Potiphar, Potiphar would have turned to him and says, hey, go do this. And he would have gone and done it. And it's just like full circle. And it's like, man, you know, when you sit there and think about that, it just makes me think. But any other thoughts or comments? So I'm, I'm sorry to bore you with stuff like that. All right. Well, starting in verse 22, it says, and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy food. We do, We do not Know who put our money in our sacks, but he said, Peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simon out to them. So the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water, and they washed their feet, and he gave their donkeys feed. Then they made, then they made the present ready for Joseph's coming at noon, for they heard uh, that he, that they would eat bread there. All right. So, <clears throat> what is this the, that you think uh, the servant is saying as far as um, when he's referencing the God of your father? You uh, ultimately, you know, he, when he's telling them, you know, don't worry about that money. That's money that that. that God gave you. But what do you find interesting about that as far as a servant speaking to him about the God of your father? The servants probably an Egyptian. Did I see somebody else back here? All right. That's, that uh, Joseph may have been talking to his servant about God. Absolutely. And, and that's what i was kind of thinking about you and know, the fact that he was an Egyptian, you know, um, and, and they would have had all these other gods that they would have been. Uh, servant but here we have the servant of Joseph's house uh, speaking about the God the God of your father so not only does he know about who God is but he also knows about the fact this is a different God than what the Egyptians serve and that these are his brothers in a sense because uh, when, he, when he talks about the God of your father uh, because he would have known, he wouldn't have known who the God of his, their father or who their father would have even been, much less uh, who their God would have been, if he wouldn't have known that uh, Joseph would have been his their brothers. You know they would have been Joseph's brothers. But somewhere within all of that, they find out that they were going to eat eat a meal there or at least eat bread with Joseph. Um, obviously, they're going to eat more than a little bread because of what Joseph had told a servant. As far as going out and killing an animal and prepare it because they were going to eat a meal, uh, this is going to be a little bit more than just you know a loaf of bread, but going to eat a meal ultimately is what it's referring to there. Um, and so they made this this present ready for him, you know, they getting it all set up, you know, maybe even vacuum the house or something. I don't know. As far as way Joseph is thinking, yeah, Joseph. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and Joseph. Definitely has a, a head on him, if you would. You know, he he's he's thinking about this and he's putting it through your through his thoughts, and we'll see that very clearly as we see, especially in the next chapter, when we see what's going on there and how he he puts things in in place there. But absolutely, anything else? All right, verse uh, twenty six says and when joseph came home they brought him they brought him the present which was in their hand into the house and bowed down before him to the earth then then he asked them about then he asked them about their well-being and said is your father well the old man of whom you spoke is he still alive and they answered your servant, our father, is good; is in good health. He is still alive. And they bowed their heads down and prostrated themselves. Then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And he, and he said, God, be gracious to you, my son. Now his heart yearned for his brother, so Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. And he went into his chamber and wept there. I imagine this was probably a lot like what happened uh, to um, to Austin here when his younger brother came, came to his house a few days ago, right? You had to go and find a place to weep, you know. Cause, yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head when I was reading through this. but I thought I'd give you a hard time. So, I mean, there, there's really not a whole lot to say about this other than, you know, just kind of going over what happened. But, I mean, but you can see the love that Joseph did have for his younger brother, though, for his, you know, his true brother, if you would, because it's of they have the same mother uh, other than all the other brothers i uh, been, how do I, see, I get so confused in this. Is it, would it be half-brothers? Is it half-brothers? Okay, thank you. He has such a a love for him that you know, he had to leave out of the room again. But let's keep going. 31 on down through the rest of the chapter, it says, Then he washed his face and came out. And he restrained himself and, and said, Serve the bread. So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. And they set before him the firstborn according to his birthright and the youngest according to his youth, and the men looked in astonishment at one another. Then he took servings to them, before him, but Benjamin's serving was five times as much as any any of theirs. So they drank and were merry with him. What were the brothers so confused about? What, what, what? they knew their ages, Jeff? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, here he has. and keep in mind. I mean, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure how old. Uh, Reuben would have been at this time because Reuben would have been the oldest. Let's see. I was trying to think real quick because Joseph would have been in his forties. I'm I'm thinking if I were, if I'm thinking about this right, somewhere around there. So you know if you picture Reuben, I mean, we're, we're, Reuben's probably in fifties if not older, just because you know there was eleven kids in between there. Now, granted, there was different wives, so I mean, I, I don't know you. Just throwing an age out there, but I mean, so we've got a large age range here, and they're older, so you know, it might not be as easy to tell apart as it would have been, you know, when they were in their teens. But anyhow, they're all set in order. Oh, the the sitting arrangements here, as far as you know, you had the Egyptians and they set the table by themselves. You had Joseph and he was at a table by himself, and then he had. You know all the brothers over here at a table uh and i and I'm not sure how the layout was here, but from what I'm reading here, and y'all can correct me if y'all see something different, but you've got three different tables ultimately now the table that the brothers were sitting at were at least facing Joseph in some way or form or fashion but um so you had all this separation now to the brothers with with um Joseph eating at a different table uh, may make sense because you have his servants over here and then you have the head of the house, if you would, or the the master at his own table. But when when you think about this and you think about all the time that, that Joseph has been in Egypt, though, here, he was not eating with anyone else all during this time because these Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews. And they knew who what he was because, I mean, Potiphar's wife even knew who he, what he was. So during this 20-year, 20 20-something-year 20 span here, Joseph hasn't really sat in a table and eaten with anybody. He's been eating by himself the whole time. So just, once again, just a little bit of side note, background information there to sit there and think about. But do you think that there might have been, uh, other than the fact of, Benjamin being uh, um, his true brother, do you think there might have been any other reason on why Benjamin Benjamin would have gotten five servants or five times the amount of servants? See See the brother's reactions as in how? For jealousy or anger? Okay. Towards Benjamin? See what happens there? All right. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're sitting all in their birthright order, you know, or birth order. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If nothing else, it makes you wonder. They might be sitting there thinking, he's spying on us. He claimed that we were spies. He's spying on us. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Right. So the the oldest child would have gotten the the double portion, if you would, right? Is that what you're getting at? Okay. Right, and so Reuben would have been the one that would have gotten the double portion, and here we have Benjamin, the youngest, getting five times portion. Absolutely. It, Jeff, the only one that was innocent out of all of them? My, my thoughts, honestly, and to, I wasn't conspiring with, with Janice up here anyhow, but that was kind of my thoughts as far as what she was saying, you know, that it could be that he was setting them up, for what's about to happen in the very next, you know, starting in verse 1 of chapter 44, what's going to be set in place in motion if they were going to start having some type of jealousy or some type of, of anger towards Benjamin because of the favoritism that this man, this man that was so hard on him the first trip, was so generous to Benjamin. Don't know that for sure, just throwing that out there, conjecture. Anything else? So before we, as we, yes, Janice, I think the hymns referring to Joseph. Uh, she was saying that she thought that the hymn that they were married with him, referring to they were all married with Benjamin, uh, but I was interpreting the hymn as in Joseph. Uh, anybody? We got any English scholars here that, that knows anything else? So before we close out forty, or yeah, forty-three. All right, well, starting in verse 1 of chapter 44, first three verses says, And he commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack. Also put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of of the youngest and his grain money. Um, So he did, according to the word that Joseph had spoken. As, as soon as, it, as the morning dawned, the men were sent away, they and their donkeys. Alright. So what do we have setting up? What, what's the plot here going on? What do we have going on? So far it's sounding fairly familiar, right? Fill the grain up, uh, put the money back in the sacks, but then he has them do something special. He has, Takes the silver cup, and puts it in Benjamin's sack. Uh, like I said, this is you can see Joseph's got, got the wheel spinning in his head. He's he's got a plan. And uh, throughout this whole chapter, I think this plan is, is being continued out of what he's wanting to do, what he's trying to get done. All right, starting in verse 4, it says, when they had gone out, or when they had gone out of the city and were not yet far. Off, Joseph said to his steward, get up, follow the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, why have you repaid evil for good? Is it not, is not this the one which my Lord drinks and with which he indeed practices uh, the, the divination, the divination, you have done evil in doing in so doing. So he overtook them and spoke, and he spoke to them this, these same words. So he tells them, once he, or he tells the steward of his house, you know, his servant, after they, they had left the, the city and they weren't too far away, says, Hey, go out there and go track them down and ask them why they took my cup, basically. Now, this word that I was struggling with, this uh, divination, I think is how you would pronounce that. Uh, what what is that all about? What would someone do as far as a, a divination, especially with a cup or what have you? Interpreted dreams? Maybe I, I don't know. And I mean, I didn't think about the aspect of him interpreting dreams, honestly. Um, but from what I'd read as far as this uh, divination, what I guess you can say a lot of uh, those that would be practicing idolatry or what have you, if you was to take it and you was to put water in it and then you dump some oil in it, it will start splotching and something about the splotches and they'd be able to determine what the splotches were some weird way or fashion or what have you. Now, I'm not trying to say that Joseph did this. I think Joseph would have been well aware of what was go- how this would be taking place the reason why I feel like he'd be well aware of that is because, for one, he's been living in Egypt for over 20 years, and I'm sure that he's seen people do something like this over that time period. But secondly, who's his wife? His wife was the daughter of the priest of On, who would have been um, a priest over other gods. This wasn't a priest of, of Jehovah God. This was a priest of all the Egyptian gods at this time period. So whether or not, I say all this because whether or not Joseph was just trying to put uh, more emphasis or more importance upon this cup, at least in his brother's minds as far as saying this type of thing, I don't know. Um, Later on, he brings up when he's talking to his brothers and talking about uh, this cup and says, do you not think that I can do divination? Or in my in my position, do you not think I could do divination or what have you? And I can't say with certainty, but when you when you read it and you read it in the in the context that it's going in, it makes me think that he's referencing do you not know that I would be able to tell who took the cup? You know, in in, in the cup, it would have been you guys. You guys would have taken the cup because of what I did as far as this divination. I'm not that he did that because he told him to do this. He knew where the cup was at and who had it and everything else. Uh, but it seems to me like it was like his way of describing to them, how do you think I knew who took this cup? It was because of what I had done. You know, the gods had told me if you would. and That's how I know this. Like I said, that's just all perspective uh, as far as what I kind of got out of it. And we'll get to the other part of the divination, uh, hopefully Sunday. But any thoughts or comments upon all that? I didn't mean to get too wrapped up in that, but whenever you see something like that in Scripture, I just don't want to just let that slide by. Like, uh, let's push that to the side. Well, I'm not going to get into the next passage because we don't have but a minute left, according to my phone up here. And I've got a few verses and I want to get through. and. It's going through a fair amount with those next few verses. Thank you for your comments and attention, though.